0: you help me please i need someone anyone can't you hear me help me how often have you said those words in your head but you've been too afraid to say them out loud today we're continuing our series on fear as we look at the fear of asking for help it's a real problem we have to deal with it's hard to ask for help even when we need it the most but why is that Well, we're gonna talk about that today, as well as look at the dangers of not asking for help. Getting over the fear of asking for help is one of the biggest hurdles we need to clear on this journey of becoming the best version of ourselves. And so it's time to take another leap forward on this journey together today. part of Leadership Podcast with Andrew McIntyre. Andrew is the co-founder and president of Leadership Development and Team Building for Outward Focus. His goal is to equip and empower each individual for success in business and in life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Heart of Leadership Podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we're continuing our series on fear called What Are You Afraid Of? And today's episode is all about the fear of asking for help. If you're a new listener or you haven't done it already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as we have a new episode coming out each Monday. And we're in the series of fear and what are you afraid of? And we've gone through several different fears and we have a couple more to get through, but I hope they've been helpful for you. I know they've been heavy at times, but I do hope that you gain some value from this. You've just had a different perspective of looking at these fears and how do we kind of move forward from here And we've talked about how we can't move forward unless we take that first step. And the first step is often acknowledging and, and understanding these fears that we do have that are holding us back from becoming the best version of ourselves. They may not always be the most exciting topics to listen to at times but they are necessary for our growth and for our progress. They're necessary conversations that we have to have, and I thank you for listening. I want to commend you for listening. Not only does your listening to these episodes and this series on fear show your support for me and this podcast, but it also shows that you're wanting to get better. You're trying to get better, and you're working on taking the steps to get better. But remember that it is a process. It's a process and we're on this journey together. And so our journey continues today as we're going to talk about another fear, the fear of asking for help. Can you help me move this couch? Can you show me where the oatmeal is? I can't find it anywhere. Can you show me how to get to this address? I'm lost. Can you help me? My mental health is really bad right now. Whether we're moving furniture, looking for a grocery store item, Needing directions or needing personal help, support, and attention. We all need to ask for help. And sometimes we do, but more often than not, we don't. But why not? Why don't we ask for help? Well, we have a fear of asking for help. And what exactly causes that fear of asking for help, you might ask? Well, I think some of it comes down to being prideful. We don't want to seem weak. We have this fear of being found out. I'm really struggling and I know I need help, but I can't possibly tell anyone about what I'm going through. It's too embarrassing. Maybe it will ruin my reputation. It will ruin relationships. And those are real thoughts that we have. It's normal to feel that way. And trust me, I've definitely felt that way myself before, but it's not healthy. Maybe you're expected to have it all together. Maybe you're in a position of leadership or authority, and you aren't supposed to be the one who has problems. You're supposed to be the one that fixes people's problems. You're supposed to help and serve others, not the other way around. And it's funny because that's exactly my story from a couple years ago. People looked at me as the guy who helped others. People looked at me as the guy who seemingly had all my stuff together. I had it all figured out. I was in a position leading 11 other young adult males for over 8 months. And we went on a journey together on a vision that I created at the beginning of that year. And through weekly meetings, one-on-one time, and just letting guys vent and share their life problems to me, I was looked at as the guy who was there to help them, and I was the guy who had it all together. And rightfully so. I was It was my job as their resident leader to be there and to do life with them and to be a support system for them. But I think I was seen more as Andrew the resident leader instead of Andrew the human being. And even though I opened up and shared a lot of my struggles... And even though that I was crying for help on the inside, I felt so alone. The help wasn't there. And so then I developed a fear of asking for help. I had a couple people notice that. And one friend in particular really was one of the reasons I made it through that year. He provided a space for me to share what was on my mind. And and he helped me through some really tough times. A lot went on in my personal life that year. And I remember it being one of the hardest years of my life mentally. I wasn't in a very good place. And I was really struggling. But besides that one friend, many people rejected me when I reached out for help. They were too concerned about their own problems that they never really seemed to care about any of mine. And so during that time, because I was hurt and let down by others, I developed a fear of asking for help. Fear of being rejected along with that. Fear of being let down. I had shared so openly with them during our group time that I wasn't afraid of being found out or seeming weak. I was very open and appropriately vulnerable throughout that whole year, but I was frustrated and I was afraid. I had been let down by people whenever I tried to share, so I just figured it it was best just not to ask for help at all then. And I look back at that time and other times in my life and I wonder why people ignore me. Why did they ignore helping even when I asked for help? And I don't know, maybe they don't know how to help. Maybe they aren't up to the challenge. Maybe they are too focused on getting their own problems fixed first, that your problems just have to wait. But whatever it is, it hurts, and it's hard. Maybe being open and vulnerable is really hard for you. Maybe you grew up having to suppress your feelings. You didn't have a voice. You weren't allowed to share if you had a bad day. You were made to feel that you couldn't even ask for help, and if you did, something was wrong with you. And maybe you're shy. Maybe being around people sharing deep emotions is too stressful for you and it makes you anxious. Introverts sometimes have a hard time asking for help. Your way of unwinding and dealing with emotions is often found during solitude, maybe journaling your thoughts. Maybe you say to yourself, What if no one listens? I've tried, but no one has helped me. I, f- I feel alone. We can't do life alone and we aren't meant to do life alone. And sometimes people even ask us if we need help or if everything's okay. And we respond by saying, yeah, everything's fine. And we don't even bother sharing our true feelings. And even though someone finally reached out to us, even though inside we are absolutely crying for help, we tell them that we're okay. Everything is fine. Why is that? Why don't we want to ask for help or accept the help that they are offering? Again, it's that fear of rejection. We don't want to seem like we can't do our job. But I think well so we don't want to burden people. And maybe we tell ourselves that other people have it easier compared to us. So let's not even bother. There are people dealing with abuse or hunger or poverty and violence around the world. So this issue of mine is small compared to that. So it's not important. Let's not bother. And while it may not be the same issue as the others mentioned, your issue is important and you should get the help that you need. It's important not to compare yourselves to others. If it's hard for you, if it's hurting you, if it's something that you need help with, it's not too small, it's important. Maybe people have let you down in the past. Maybe they broke your trust. Maybe they said they would help you, but they didn't. Or they helped a little, but not the help that you wanted or the help that you needed. And you're afraid to be hurt again, and you're afraid to get let down again. Maybe you feel like if they help you, then you'll have to help them. You need to make up for it somehow. And so you don't deserve it. You don't deserve their just their unconditional help. Some people actually love helping others. You think you may be a burden, but in reality, sometimes you're actually giving them something that they enjoy. They don't want anything in return. Some people actually take pure joy out of just loving on people and serving them. I heard a quote that sometimes the best way to help someone else is to let them help you. And I think that's so true. Sometimes people get the most out of helping others. And so we've talked about why we don't ask for help, but what are the dangers of not asking for help? What are the consequences and the things that we could deal with or go through when we have this fear of asking for help and we choose not to reach out, even though we're desperate inside, even though we're crying out for help? What are those dangers? We feel like no one listens to us or no one cares about us. We feel alone. We feel unloved. We feel weighed down by the stresses and the burdens that, of whatever we're carrying. Maybe we have this secret inside us that is absolutely killing us. We can't move forward and we can't become this best version of ourselves. Some dangers of not asking for help can be very simple. It's not that big of a consequence. Maybe we just spend a couple extra hours building that bookshelf at home or we drive around the city until we actually find that store or that place that we're looking for. Some of them aren't a big deal at all. But other dangers can be a lot worse. They can be scary and harmful. They can lead to very serious emotional or mental health problems. There could be physical pain involved. I've seen many people end up having suicidal thoughts, or even worse, following through with it. And that's not good. That's not healthy. As hard as it is, as alone as you may feel, as impossible that things may seem around you, It's important to get through this fear of asking for help. And maybe you find yourself stuck in the middle. You know you need to ask for help, but you just aren't sure. You know you need to let people help you when they ask you, but you just don't know if you can truly let them. You just can't seem to do it. You're too afraid. But may I ask you to consider the risk analysis quadrant. And you might be wondering, what what is the risk analysis quadrant? Well, the risk analysis quadrant asks four questions as you analyze the different scenarios that can happen on a certain topic or a question. So for the sake of this analysis, our topic will be the topic of asking someone for help. And so here are the four questions of this quadrant. The first question is, what is the best case scenario if I ask for help? The second question is, what is the worst case scenario if I ask for help? The third question is, What is the best case scenario if I don't ask for help? And then the fourth question is, What is the worst case scenario if I don't ask for help? And maybe you don't know the answers to all those questions, but it's kind of looking at the pros and cons list. It's looking at, okay, what is the best case scenario and the worst case scenario if I ask for help? And then what are the best case scenarios and the worst case scenarios If I don't ask for help and I'm asking you to be honest with your answers, be honest with yourself, not to pull you one way or the other, but I bet if you spent some time reflecting on these questions, you would have a lot to write for the question. What is the worst case scenario? If I don't ask for help. And honestly, that may not be a road that you want to go down, but what about getting to that first question? What is the best case scenario? If you ask for help, well, what are some of those scenarios? Well, you feel listened to, you're not alone, you aren't carrying the burden and weight and maybe even your secret alone anymore. You can lean on someone for support. You can start to move forward with your life. You can start moving into becoming this best version of yourself. And even on the simpler side of it, you don't waste those extra couple hours building that bookcase or driving around town looking for that address. Those would be some of the best case scenarios for certain situations that you're going through, whatever that you're looking for that you need help for in your life. Ask yourself the question, what is that best case scenario if I ask for help? What do I get out of this? We want to be authentic, right? We, we, we pride ourselves on being this authentic podcast and part of being authentic is being appropriately vulnerable. And now it doesn't mean sharing every little detail in your life, but it does mean opening up when you need to. I remember one time back at school in my self-management class, my teacher got us to do an exercise together. And it was about halfway through the semester, and we're starting to get to know the people in the class a little bit more. But one day, he wanted to do something a little bit different. So he got everyone in the class, if they were willing to do so, they weren't forced into it at all. But he got everyone in the class to finish the sentence, if you really knew me, you would know that blank, and you fill in that blank. And so our teacher started us off. And he opened up first and each person shared as much or as little as they wanted to. And it was just a chance for people to, to open up. It was a chance and a time for people to share a struggle that they were going through. And I remember for me, when I shared, I felt so much better than when I did before that. It was just something that I was going through in my personal life right there. And even though I didn't really know a whole lot of the people extremely well in the class, there was a couple people that I trusted and I knew the teacher very well and we were really close. And I said, you know what, this is a chance for me just to express what I'm going through. Because again, I was looked at that guy who had it all together. I was a bit older than the other students. I was in positions of leadership at the school. And people don't think that you're going through stuff, but you deal is with stuff just as much as anyone else does. And so I remember when I did that, I felt so much better. And it also provided myself a chance to be more authentic. But I was hiding the fact that I needed help. So if you would allow me, I'm going to finish that sentence again today. That sentence that starts, if you really knew me, you would know blank. And I figured it'd be a good time to open up a little bit with all of you today. We're 17 episodes into this podcast. You've heard me share some personal stories from my childhood and even some recent stories. And I think it's appropriate that I become even vulnerable to all you today, especially with this topic. So here we go. If you really knew me, you would know that I'm my own worst critic. I'm never satisfied with anything that I do. It stems from my idea from a child of having to be a perfectionist. And I'm always craving feedback and I'm always seeking approval for everything that I do. And then this leads me down to a path of never feeling content about myself or my work. I'm always looking to do more. And no matter what I do, I always feel like I'm a failure. And this is something that I'm working through and I'm getting better at. And even as we started this podcast, I'm starting to take a lot of the necessary steps in the right direction. But this is something that's really held me back a lot of my life. I am my own worst critic, and I'm really hard on myself. The love and care that I show others isn't the same love and care that I show myself. And it's something that I need to start doing. Because I can't become the best version of myself if I'm not treating myself the same way that I want others to be treated. If I'm not treating myself the same way that I'm trying to encourage you and challenge you to become the best version of yourselves, I need to also encourage myself. I need to be easier on myself. I can't be my own worst critic. Yes, it's good to have these standards and these maybe these uh, goals and aspirations that we set and, and things that we hold ourselves to, but not to the point where we think poorly of ourselves or never think that we measure up to be enough. And I know where it stems from. I know it stems from my childhood and I don't know if I shared the story with you before, but it's it's from that story when I was younger, when I was in music class, and I got 97% in music class, and I was so excited, and I came back to show my dad, who was the bandmaster at our church at that time, and I was so happy to show him my report card. And he just looked at me with complete disgust in his face and threw it back at me and said, what happened to the other 3%? And I that broke me, and from that moment forward, I have been such a perfectionist, and I don't, I don't like when I don't accomplish things. Or I'm really hard on myself if I don't think that it's perfect. And so that's something that I really have to get better at. And that's something that if you really knew me, you would know that that's something that I really struggle with. And so that's a little bit about that. And I'm not saying that you have to go around and pour yourself out to everyone, but it's a way to kind of be authentic. It's a way to, to get out how you're feeling inside. And, and this episode is all about the fear of asking for help. And in a way, that's my way of asking for help from you. That's my way of saying to you, hey, if you notice me being hard on myself, if you notice me being my own worst critic, remind me of this. Remind me that I need to be easier on myself. Remind me that, hey, you know what? You're doing some really good things and not to be so hard on myself because that's the path that we go down when we we never feel like we're good enough, right? And we never feel like we're amounting to anything or accomplishing anything of value or significance. And so obviously, this isn't something that you do every day. Uh, And you have to be careful with what you say around certain people. And it's good to show appropriate vulnerability, but you also don't want to say things that could hurt you more. You don't want to say things and open up to people that could all of a sudden turn around and hurt you more than you're already hurting now. And so answering a question like that with close friends or family members could be a good chance for you to actually learn more about what they're going through, as well as share what you're dealing with. And it's also a subtle way to ask for help. But it's not the only way that you can ask for help. And So you might be thinking throughout this whole episode, okay, I'm dealing with some certain things, whether they're small or whether they're big in your life. But how do I ask for help? I know I need help. Maybe I've tried certain ways before, but it's not working. How do I ask for help? I think one important thing as we're asking for help is try to catch it before it's too late. Here's another one I struggle with. You wait until you hit rock bottom. By then, the climb is so much greater. You need to catch it early. If you're truly honest with yourself, you know when you need help. You know the exact moment that you need help. Don't let it get to the point where it's too late. How else can you ask for help? Reach out to that trusted person or even someone in your life that has no backstory at all and it's completely unbiased to you and your story. So whether that's a close family member, a close friend, maybe you go to a professional, whoever that is, find someone that you trust and someone that you can actually share and open up to. And try to set up a time to talk or meet with them. Having a set time makes it more likely that you're actually gonna go through and follow through with it. So don't just say, oh, I need, I need to talk to you sometime. Really try to set that time and schedule that time for the both of you to sit down and have that conversation. And I think when you do have that conversation, be open and honest about what you're going through. You can't hold back the important things or the important details if you wanna get the help you truly need. And you may be surprised that they could actually be going through the same thing that you are and you can kind of work together with it. Or maybe they've come out of that and they know exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to be. So I think you need to be specific with what you need help with and with what you're hoping that they'll do for you. Sometimes they're more than willing to help you, but people don't know how to help you sometimes or they don't know what's the best help for you because what might work for you might not work for someone else. So sometimes it's important for us to actually tell someone, this is how I need you to help me. Can you please do this for me? Can you please encourage me? Can you please support me? Can you please be my accountability partner? Whatever it is, be specific with what you're actually looking for them to help you with. People may not actually know how they can help you or what the best thing for you might be. And another thing, thank them for listening. Thank them for caring and thank them for their time. It's hard to help others. And like we said, some people love helping others. But it can be heavy at times. But we love helping people to get better and to heal and to grow. And people who need help need someone to help them. So that person that's helping you, thank them. Thank them for their time. Thank them for listening. Thank them for caring. Make sure that they know that you're appreciating the role that they're playing in your life as you're needing their help. If we don't ask for help, we're honestly just asking for trouble. Now, I'm not saying that you need to ask for help for everything in your life. But I'm saying that it's important to ask for help in the areas that we know we can't do alone. Maybe it's a work project that's just too much for you. Maybe it's a task around the house that could use an extra set of hands to get done quicker and more efficiently. There's also more serious things that deal with our emotions. They affect our mental health, feelings of depression, feelings of loneliness, dealing with grief, dealing with loss, dealing with harmful or suicidal thoughts, dealing with low self-esteem and low self-worth. As hard as it is, these are the things that we truly need other people to help us with. And maybe we've tried. Maybe you've tried before and no one will listen. Maybe we don't think anyone in our lives cares enough to even help us. And I'm sorry if that's the position that you're in. I'm sorry that if you're in a position where where no one has reached out to help you, or you have reached out and you haven't gotten the help that you need. We've been made to feel alone and helpless at times. But I encourage you to find a trusted person in your life that you can go to for help. It's important that we move past this fear of asking for help if we want to move forward. And remember, you can't move forward unless you take the first step. The first step in this fear is to reach out to someone. A family member, a friend, a stranger, a professional therapist, a pastor, a teacher, a co-worker, a classmate. Reach out to someone if you can. And if after searching everyone in your life, you have no one that you can honestly come up with, then please feel free to reach out to us. If you need someone, if you're in need of help, and you have no one, maybe no one will listen, maybe no one will care, please know that you have us. You have me, and you can email me at andrew at com. You're not alone. As hard as it is to ask for help, it's worse if you don't. It leads you down a dark path. And so my challenge for you this week is is to ask for help. Whether it's something simple like moving a piece of furniture around the house or something serious like a really difficult situation or a really difficult issue that you're dealing with, ask someone for help. It's kind of funny. We get so worked up and so scared for asking for help a lot of the time because of either our pride or fear of not wanting to be a burden to other people. But you know what? I don't know about you, but I actually respect someone more when they ask for help. To me, it shows that they're trying. It shows that they're self aware. It shows that they trust you. It shows that they can't do it on their own. They humble themselves and they reach out and ask for help. And to me, that's not a sign of weakness. That is a sign of strength. And so in closing, I want to leave you with this quote. And it goes like this. Be strong enough to stand alone. Smart enough to know when you need help. And brave enough to ask for it. It's important that we ask for help. Especially in the times that we're struggling the most. We can't do it alone. We're not meant to do it alone. And please know that you are not alone. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Next week, we're continuing our series on fear, but we're actually going to lighten it up a little bit. After this heavy topic, after a couple of heavy topics, we had a suggestion come in from one of our listeners. And so I'm actually going to read off some funny fear stories next week. So, if you have a funny fear story to share, or something that happened to you or someone you know, send it to me at Andrew at solutions.com And I'm gonna keep these stories anonymous. I'm not gonna read your name. I'm not gonna read the names involved. I'm just gonna say that this came in from one of our listeners, and then read the story. I'm going to try to keep all the stories to about two to three minutes tops. If they're shorter, that's fine too. But I thought it'd be kind of a fun way to lighten things up a little bit and to, to still stay on this series of fear because we do have a couple more fears that we're going to work through before we kind of switch gears into something else. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and thank you for going along this journey with me. I hope that today's episode was helpful for you. I know that it's a heavy topic, but the fear of asking for help is a fear that a lot of us have. And whether it's the simple things or the heavy things, it's a fear that we have to get through. We want to become this best version of ourselves. And so I thank you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.